Nurse Podcast. I'm Nurse Meg. And I'm Nurse M. Guys, listen. I don't know about y'all, but I hope that you are loving our stories month. Um, we've been hanging out with Lacey a lot. And we're going into the third and final wrap-up of her story and all that she is and all that she is learning or has learned. Um, we're just going to dive right back into it because, honestly, I'm, like, super excited to hear <laughs> This, this next chapter that you're going to share with us. So, Lacey, you got the floor, babe. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so I think we ended with applying to nursing school, finally getting in after 36 attempts of phone calls <laughs> and contact with the admissions office. That seriously um, makes me love you even more, Jersey girl. Like, <laughs> seriously. Listen, when I want something and I know it's the right thing, like, I perseverance is so, so key, and I wish I wish more people had that uh, – feeling of perseverance in their life and those actions because I think there's a lot of things that we let pass by because we don't just say this is mine yeah yeah Um, why did we all think that Lacey has never had an issue approaching a doctor about getting an order (laughs) (laughs) the doctors are like running and like quick walking away from Lacey and the buildup of you getting there like I think we all at times and you had that community at that point you had your now husband right so I think those people you know were given the people around us for a reason they help us like lift us up to know that we deserve this we're valued like we are meant for this so like those 36 calls like we deserve this we are meant for this we're valued we, we mean enough to make those calls. You like, know what I like, though? Like, I like this a lot. So, uh, Lace has said that, like, she does believe in, like, a, a higher being, that there's, like, something more divine going on, whether or not she would personally call it God. Um, I like that you were, like, persistent in this, though, right? Like, other closed doors, fine. We'll just, like, accept that as it is. This one, like, yeah. hell no. Purpose. They're just not paying attention to the higher right. purpose. Yeah. This nursing oh. school had to get their crap together and recognize. <laughs> Listen, y'all. Like, come on. Well, well, part of that, too, was I wanted a definitive answer. So either mm-hmm. you're going to tell me yes or no. Ah. I will know that my application is not in. Okay. I knew the answer was going to be left yes if they looked at my application. Okay, I okay. I, I like that. So you just wanted truly either the door open or the door to be firmly shut. Exactly. Also a great nurse trait. Yeah, not a girl that likes to live in, like, that middle, murky ground Mm-mm. of gray. Lacey, like you're a black and white girl, huh? <laughs> well, I was, and now life is like, la, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get a lot of gray, sister, so better uh, be okay with that. For anyone that couldn't see that's listening via podcast, Lacey was just, like, riding the waves there, like, it was super it's cute. fine, <laughs> it's fine, we're rolling with it. Yeah. That's part of, like, the I think the next part of this story kind of loops into that, at least what I'm thinking as far as you becoming a mama and things like that. Oh my God. Yes. You have to have that, the flexibility when you become a mom, you live in gray as a mother. There is no right or wrong. It's just like, what is today going to be? We're doing the best we can. We all discussed prior to all this, that Meg and Lace are both in their, like, we're all in our gray neutral tones today. Oh yeah, like, we are in our gray so neutral tones. So it just wrap, wraps all together, ladies and gents. Yeah. We're living a little bit of gray, and also that we love our therapy. So, hey, when you're in the gray, 
Yeah. You just get a little therapist to walk through that with you. All right, Lace. So what... Okay, so you were... Wait, where did we leave you in the story? So I was in my first semester of nursing school. First semester of nursing school. Thriving, feeling really good, except I started to feel some of those pings of what I called at the time anxiety or just bad feelings, um, a lot of self-doubt. And it was reminiscent of how I was feeling as a teacher. Mm -hmm. And immediately, because I had experienced those feelings before, my, my radar went off. Like, okay, no, we're not doing this again because you actually like this, you can thrive here. So what do you need? What changes do you need? And um, it actually, and people kind of hate when I say this because they just don't want to believe that it could be something helpful, but, and I get it, I was the same way for a little bit. I started being really intentional about what I was telling myself every day. And I started um, doing that by listening to those people I was telling you about in the last episode. So, you know, Oprah, Mel Robbins, those are just the two that are coming to my head today, but lots of other influential people uh, and really listening to what were they doing to live in their purpose every day and to feel really good on the day-to-day, on the micro. Mm. And um, that's when I started to develop it at that workshop. I won't go through it all today, but I started to develop that practice that I did every single day in my planner and it really just consisted of a lot of reflection and a lot of gratitude um, and affirmation journaling like I can do this I am meant to be here I am grateful that I'm here I'm grateful that I have the tenacity to call this nursing school 36 times Um, and then finding proof for why I was supposed to be there so I loved pathophysiology what how many people do you know really love pathophysiology and I was proud of that and you know I was good at it and that's why I felt so grateful um for things like that you know these sciences are things that were really challenging to some people I thrived in and just finding the gratitude in every step of the way through nursing school every hardship I found the gratitude um it really helped me empathize with my patients too I was so grateful for the life that I got to leave um, and lead, and even in clinical, I we all see very traumatic things that lead somebody to a hospital bed. Mm-hmm. And I would take my time at the end of the day to say, wow, I'm so grateful that I got to see that and empathize with that patient. And now I get to go home. Wow. And I started doing that as, as a nursing student. And I don't, I'll be honest, I don't know that I would have really known that empathy if I didn't gain a little bit of it as a teacher. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think it's really hard unless you throw yourselves into those situations. And I, and I do urge new nurses, like really think about what got that person there and really think about their life situation and really think about, um, you know, their education level, what their family is like, what experiences have they had? You know, a lot of times we as nurses, um, it can be easy for us to get a little bit jaded and label people as frequent flyers or say, you know, I've educated that person. Why are they back here again? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I hear you in that, but let's think about what are they going home to that they're not able to um, eat a better diet and not come Mm. back in with what are they are they homeless and they keep coming in for food because they don't know where all the food banks are that are in proximity or how to get there yeah 
And so even though you've educated them on X, Y, and Z, you didn't educate them on the stuff they actually needed to know. Mm. And that empathy, not only does it make you less bitter and less angry and less upset, but I think it helps with your critical thinking Mm -hmm. and your impact Mm -hmm. when you can really get empathetic and think about, well, why is this patient here? Mm -hmm. Now what can I do with that information? And just keep asking questions until you get answers um, that feel aligned and feel like you can make a difference. And in some situations you can't. Right. But with that too Uh, and honestly we're not trained I mean everything you're saying is beautiful and wonderful and that is not the way of western medicine because western medicine is all about the tertiary care and not the primary level of care and so then we become as products of society right we just want a pill for it we just want do you know what I mean fill in the blank and so it's going to be in some ways you pushing back against a whole societal construct which sounds like you're just taking on the whole friggin' world at that point in time. But like, mm-hmm. I do love what you're saying with the, the critical thinking piece of it, because I think that we are not trained to really look at people, not, not saying that like, we're not meant to be empathetic. And like, I mean, I'm not trying to just like bash all of medicine, but we're just overall okay with giving a pill and taking a pill and like moving on versus saying like, what else can we do with the high blood pressure? What is the diet that you're, you know, right. eating currently? What's the reason? We're all stressed at this point. So, like, we all have probably high blood pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I Are love, we... like, how much, yeah. sorry, Lise, how much you've been through leading up to this point. Like, you are officially, like, in my eyes, as a outside party, like, you're wise Kevin to me. Like, you are, like... Wise well, Kevin? You, I didn't know we dumped you know? him wise Kevin, but wise I feel like Kevin. Kevin is going to be pretty excited like, about right? that, Lise. Shout out to Kev. So, like... Wise Kevin. But do you know what I mean? Like, I think about those nurses that I was alongside in nursing school that, like, have these other things that they experienced prior. Like, at that point, you had, like, thought about the whole med school thing, taking all these tests, studied for all this stuff, and a... Um, pharmacy tech like you had been through so much then teaching and then like mentally battling so much stuff that like at this point girl like I would be alongside you as a student like dude teach me all the things and she's everything she's 23 in her story are you 23 in your story um now I'm 23 yeah I just feel like 23 going on like 53 yeah like seriously it takes a lot seriously how much you've been through yeah and processed it yeah. You're not just, like, taking on the life experiences and being like, okay, and I'm just, like, all bitter. Or maybe, I mean, you probably hadn't unpacked it all at 23. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. She's shaking like, her head vigorously, no. But, but thinking about the impact that you not only had on yourself and who you are now at that moment, in those moments of the gratitude journaling and what you learned and reflect on now, but then the impact that you had on your patients, on the students around you, like, your fellow students, like... Yeah, it's just awesome. um, Let's just Not put a to... plug in real quick for who Lace is because yeah. having been through her workshop, um, she will be talking about gratitude journaling. Like, if you feel like you need more of this, you definitely need yeah. to check in with Lacey because yes, she'll make you do all these things, the affirmations. Uh, we didn't even talk about the weird dancing that we had to do at the point, the very beginning of the workshop. Don't give it all away. <laughs> I'm just saying... Lacey's a whole show, okay? Anywho, sorry, She's the first, second, third act. (laughs) We're really bad at tangents. Okay. Okay, no, I love it. I love it. So, um, anyway, I went through this practice in nursing school, and at the time, I didn't really know what the impact was going to be of that, right? I didn't know when I was attempting suicide what the impact was going to be that evening of me deciding to live. 
I didn't know what the impact was going to to be in calling this nursing school 36 times, right? I didn't I didn't know what all of these actions meant mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you get nothing from this um, story, I think that's kind of the key to takeaways. Right now, if you're feeling really lost or confused, know that this has a purpose. It has a reason mm. that you are experiencing this thing. Even if you don't know it right now, I can I can tell you. I, I'm 30 years old now. At 22, there was so much that I went through that is, has made me the woman I am today that I would not regret or I don't regret and I would never take back any single hardship. Yes. Yes. I, I will never. And I think we so badly when we're in the pain and we're in, we're in the hardship and when we're in the confusion and we're so gray, we think, I just get, relieve me, give me the pill, tell me what I need to do. But when you get that pill, you lose yourself. Mm-hmm. You lose your story, you lose your purpose. And so if you are someone listening to this and you're like, I'm feeling that pain, I'm feeling like I'm just on the journey right now. I, I know this is such a cliche, but sit in your seat. Mm. Don't try to run from this experience because there's a reason you're sitting here experiencing. Mm. Yeah. Lacey just saved you like hundreds of dollars of therapy and what she just said. Because <laughs> no, really, it will take you a good six months of therapy to understand that point and that there's not really a formula. Like you are going to have to just sit in your own yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, and actually be okay with it. Like, I think the first part of the story, at least with me, was always that I was actually willing to embrace it and to not be ashamed by it. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes when it feels shameful, that, that's when we're just like, no, 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 I'm good. No, it's fine. No, I had a suicide attempt. Like, we're, we're past. But, like, did I ever just sit that and, like, sit in that and love that girl? Because you're really good at loving 23-year-old Lacey at this point in time. But when you were 23, you might not have been as good at it. Yeah. Absolutely not. And and I was trying to. And my attempt to that was this journaling practice that I was doing every single day, this reflection practice. And really getting real with myself. You know, what was I doing well? What was I not? What did I want to improve on? Um, you know, who, who are the people in my life that are supporting me? How can I lean on them more? Um, but I, I got through nursing school um, – with flying colors, like, holy cow, I did really, really, really well. Um, and then passed my NCLEX, which of course, that was probably the hardest part, to be honest. If you're nursing students on here, I'm sorry. It's okay. (laughs) We'll get through it, I promise. But it is challenging. I like, that's the reality of the situation is it is challenging. And um, I, if I have time, I do want to come back to being a little bit more realistic in terms of that empathy. So remind me if we have time. Gotcha. Uh, but anyway, so I got through nursing school. I passed my NCLEX. And from here, this is the part of the story where it gets a little faster because I'm thriving. So I don't have as much pulling me down. Mm. I'm not weighing myself down. I'm thriving here. So this is kind of the the quote-unquote success story. And I got into my first um, unit. I I thought I was going to work in the emergency department. It didn't work out. I followed the signs. I didn't push. And I decided to go on a cardiac unit. That was an electrophysiology unit. And I worked there for three years. I had an incredible orientation experience. Um, In part, I think, because of my life experience, I didn't let a lot of... uh, the turmoil in or 
orientation affect me um, as much as I think I would have if I didn't have those other life experiences that knocked me down so many times. Um, So I had a lot of confrontation with my nursing assistants. Several times got called into an office to talk talk it out. And um, several times I had to have conversations with physicians, very new, a very new nurse. And I was scared to do it, but I also um, just kind of like you guys mentioned, I, at this point I knew my worth and I knew what I was capable of. And, and I'm also willing to admit when I don't know something, I was okay with not being the smartest person in the room, but willing to learn from the smartest person in the room. Mm, And well, healthcare can't thrive if we all think we're the smartest. Yeah. The care of our patients cannot thrive if we're all just fighting each other for who's right. So Mm. much baggage with that. Yeah. And we see it all the time. Yeah. All the time. There are so many ways that I want to like run down tangents with you. Like, uh, you know, we're just going to do a whole year with Lacey and the new nurse. I know. I'm like trying to bite my tongue. (laughs) Um, But anyway, okay, so... It was at this time after I finished orientation. So I was posting on like Instagram. I was already doing the social media thing because on the side, I was doing a health and wellness business because that was a part of my uh, like mental health journey was really taking care of my body. And I was doing that on the side, but I wasn't in love with it. But I just was like, oh, this is fun, like side money. And so I started posting about what I was doing as a nurse. And all of a sudden, out of the freaking woodworks, all of these new nurses were like, what? How are you enjoying this? Like, this sucks. Like, my life is miserable. I don't enjoy nursing at all. Like, it's so hard. And I didn't even, like, that hadn't even, like, been in my conscious at all that this could be such a challenge for new nurses. And it was in that time. And when I say a few people, I mean, like, 4,000 people came to me (laughs) through social media. And I know that number because I was like, uh, I guess I should do something with it. So it was then that at the same time that I started posting on social media, I was starting to precept and I was a baby nurse. I was like eight months, six months, eight months in. And I was taking on other nurses on night shift because a lot of the night shift crew did not want to. And because I had the background of building up my own curriculum in an inner city place, mm teaching and I actually love to teach because I had that experience of thinking like a student and differentiating things for them I thrived as a preceptor because I loved nursing content and I loved all of nursing and so it was in that that I was like oh my gosh I have a solution to a problem that are that my nurse residency program wasn't solving and it wasn't traditional and it isn't traditional so how what I help new nurses with now is not traditional I don't help you with clinical I don't help you with your clinical skills per se I help you with skills like communicating I help you with skills like gaining that empathy learning more about yourself and your story and your journey teaching you that daily practice (laughs) (laughs) um and and through just following where I was thriving and where I felt really good, like in my heart and in my gut and in my soul, it has led me to what I'm doing today for new nurses. And 
um, it's been the most beautiful experience to watch that blossom because every time I step into that yes of, of what's right, I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm shown. The universe, God, shows me mm. what my next step is every single time. Um, it, it's, it's insane when you start to say no to the things that don't serve you and don't light you up and start saying yes to the things that do serve you, even though they might be riskier, even though they might be um, things that you think you don't know how to do. Mm-hmm. When you start doing that, you will be shown what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's kind of where, where my career journey ends. But I do want to tie this back together with a little bit of personal life because I did just have my son two and a half years ago. And um, uh, while my career is thriving and I feel really good about my purpose here for other people in my personal life, um, becoming a mom has been extremely challenging as well. I think probably the second hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And my son was recently diagnosed in October with autism. Mm. And I, for the, for the first like year and a half, I was like, I'm a terrible mom. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what to do. I don't know what's going on. I can thrive in my career, but as a mom, like, what am I doing wrong? And that diagnosis was helpful and so scary. Um, but Miss Debbie's son, (sighs) also has autism and, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I didn't think I was going to get this emotional about this, but he is now a very, very successful person. Um, he's going to school in Florida at Polytech. He's going to be an engineer. He's incredible. And her son and a lot of what Zane does is exactly the same. And they're like the same little person. And she is a part of my story for that. Mm. Oh my God, I'm sorry, guys. Don't be sorry. All of that to say, there's people in your life and there's situations in your life for a reason. And I did not, I knew Miss Heavy was in my life to hold me up and to support me and to be that guidance that I didn't have. But holy cow, I did not know, we never could have predicted that this, this was going to be it. Like, she's the only person that I can really, that really gets it and has already walked through what I'm now walking through. Mm. Oh my God, I'm sorry. You guys just got so emotional. Kids, they'll do it to you. (laughs) You're amazing. I think if you guys are listening and you weren't already in love with Lacey, um, it was interesting because when Lace, so I mean, this is literally like the second time that Lacey and I have ever talked. And the first time it was for like 20 minutes, you know what I mean? And she did a workshop and I was Mm. taking away all these really good nuggets. And I was like journaling things as she was doing the workshop. But I was like, God, I know I want Lacey on the podcast. What am I talking to her about? What are we talking to her about? Because obviously we got plenty that we could talk to her about. And when she started sharing about her personal story, it literally was like, 
just smack upside the head. And I was like, this, it's this, it's just your story. Mm -hmm. And I came up to her afterwards and she's like, cool. Like what kind of prep do I need to do for the podcast? Whatever, whatever. And I was like, nothing. Like, I just want you to tell your story. And she's like, okay. Yeah. Okay. So Lisa, I just have to say that like, thank you for your vulnerability. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that there are some speakers that literally are not walking um you know what they're actually talking and it's really easy that as you become an influencer and you are the person taking the stage to put a mask on that just kind of keeps everything you know your your cards held real close to your chest and thank you yeah. just thank you for for being real and raw about it because i think it's the very reason that we're given our stories, like we've been saying, like there was a reason that Miss Debbie entered your life as a 12 year old, but did you ever fully know how that was all going to unpack? And what if she had even moved away? You said that like she literally chose to stay in the house that they were in because Lacey lived there because Lacey was here. What if you had only had her in your life for a year? I just, I, you know, this is where you kind of say, if you don't believe in something bigger, like, just yeah. show me how this is all coincidental, because it's just it's, crazy. It's not. And, and, and that's that's the, the power in this, is that so many people get caught up in, like, why is this happening to me? Why is life so hard right now? Why is, you know, why can't my son be developing normally or, you know, whatever? And, yeah. Stop. This is happening for you. For you. Yeah. Preach that. Wow. Yes, it, it, it is. And I really, the more I've lived, the more I've witnessed it. And the less I've gotten in that place of why me. Mm -hmm. And I think when you're living in that place of this is for me versus why is this happening to me, it makes those hardships become opportunities. Mm -hmm. And that is powerful. Yeah. That is powerful when you can view what you're struggling with as an opportunity. Mm. Um, with that being said, I'm going to come back to reality real quick because, and I know we have to finish this no, out, but I think it's really important because I do take that voice of, I am positive and optimistic, but I'm extremely realistic, especially when it comes to nursing. It is not all rainbows and butterflies, and it is not always easy to have empathy for people. And I don't, and I wanted to come back to this because I wanted to say this then, but I do think it's important. Do not beat yourself up, especially if you're a new nurse listening to this podcast right now. If you don't have the space right now to be super empathetic for a patient mm. and to think critically, because Right now, especially in nursing, we're extremely task-oriented. In the beginning of your career, it's very tacky. Mm -hmm. Very, You have to pass the pill. You have to get the meds done. You have to get the orders done. You have mm -hmm. to do your assessment. Give yourself grace and time. And maybe in your reflection at the end of your shift, that's when you have that empathy. And that's when you spend some time thinking a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, and make your impact one day at a time. One day at a time. Mm. So good. We are big fans of you, Lace. Big fans. Um, really we, big fans. <laughs> what'd you say? I'm a really big fan of you guys. So. Thank you, love. The, the feeling is mutual. And I like that in this space, we're finding more and more cheerleaders. You know, that I think there's a lot of people that are here for the new nurse and for each other. And like, I, as a really beautiful thing. Um, we're at like 27 minutes or whatever. Can you give us like two minutes of 
sort of what's next for a lot of people, because one of the other things that I wanted with your story was just obviously we got this really cool platform called The New Nurse. But like if people want to go deeper and more, I mean, they know about Rekindled Nurse Workshops and like that's a great way to connect with people face to face. Like how can they find you? Talk a little bit about like the services that you offer. Um, those kind of things. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. So um, my signature program is called the Empowered Nurse Mentorship, and it is exactly that. I don't want to convince you to stay in nursing if you don't want to be in nursing. I want to convince you to be empowered as a human being. I mostly work with women. Um so I like to empower women to step into their power and and do what lights them up. So in this program, I take new nurses through that journey of really discovering themselves. Um, it's an eight-week program, and you can find that at theempowerednurse.org backslash mentorship. Um, and then I am on Instagram in two places. So you can find me personally. You'll see more of like my family and some more personal stuff at Lacey Megan. Um, and then you can find more focus on like new nurse tips. And I really focus on nurses that are like on orientation or just about done with orientation. So if that is you, maybe in your first 18 months, uh, that's really what that content is created for. And that is at the empowered nurses on Instagram. Um, and we have a lot of really great stuff there about like setting boundaries, dealing with pre-shift anxiety, how to maintain your health when you're at work, outside of work. Um, and right now, what I am focusing on, what, where my path has led is more into public speaking and some leadership training for those managers and uh, new nurse educators in the hospital systems. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's kind of the route I'm taking is, you know, we're impacting new nurses with this mentorship program. It works. We have the data we have the accreditation um to to back it all up and now i need to get it in the hands of people in the hospitals so and to splash that impact so while my team takes over and works with the new nurses i am working on working with leadership awesome awesome don't you guys just love her like just completely love her Oh my God, you're the best. You're too sweet. Thank I'm you okay. so much. I can't wait for our paths to continue to cross because I know yes. it's just going to keep happening and I just, I feel kind of spoiled at this point. Mm -hmm. um, thank you so much for joining oh. us. Thanks for sharing your story. Yeah, so good. We're going to log off here, but we're going to be... What was that? Thanks for letting me ramble on over oh, here. No, it was so good. I was not expecting. Uh, it was just, it was great. Right? Jersey girl, you come ramble whenever you just need to. Yeah. We're here for you. Um, we're going to log off of this, but we're going to sign back in with you in just a minute, okay? okay? All right. To all of our listeners, guys, we love you. We see you. You're not an island. That's one of the things that is most important in the midst of any of these platforms and really just the fact that we get a chance to share our stories and to be a bit of a rambling voice in your ear. So um, have a great week and be kind to yourself. Until next time. Bye. Bye.